As we were singing the song, I was just thinking about the fact that God never fails us, that he never fails us, even in the times that we think he has left us, in the times that we feel like our lives are in all sorts of chaos, that he is still working and that he has not once ever failed us, that every single battle, battle that he enters into, that he wins, that he is undefeated. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, that gives me some hope. That gives me some life. That gives me some joy. The fact that God never fails, that he has not failed us once, that he's not going to start failing us now, and that he's just going to continue on this undefeated streak that he has had for all time. So right now, before we jump into the sermon, let's just go to the Lord in prayer and let's thank him for the fact that he is just so powerful that he's never failed us before, that he is faithful, that he is just, that he is true, that he is the King of Kings. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, I thank you. I thank you so much that you are God. I thank you that you are the one and only God. I thank you that you are the God that sits on the throne, that your throne is above every single other throne, that you are the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, that you are the Prince of Peace, that you are the Ancient One, you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, that you are Jehovah Rapha, Lord, that you are our healer, you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. You are such a good God. And I thank you for who you are. And so, Lord, I pray right now that as we speak about your word and we talk about the words that you have imparted unto us, that we would just that we would just understand that your son, Jesus, that he is more than enough, that he is more than enough. And so I pray today that if any of us are feeling down, I pray that we would come out encouraged. I pray that if any of us are feeling sad, that we would come out with joy. I pray that if today is a day where we're feeling depressed and we're walking through life's, life with our heads low, I pray that we would walk out of here with victory, knowing that you have won and that you have victory, that you never fail, and that you are for us. And so we thank you, God, for who you are. We praise your name and we give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome, everybody. Maybe if you're tuning in right now or maybe you're watching this on a VOD or you're listening on one of our many platforms, whether it be YouTube, maybe you're on Kick right now, Twitch, Facebook, you, wh wherever you might be, okay? You might be you, – maybe you're all over the place. Wherever you are, thank you so much for being here, and uh, I hope that today's message is inspiring for you. Uh, this week, we're actually going to be jumping out of Luke. Uh, we've been in this series of Luke for a fairly long time. Uh, I know that um, I've definitely enjoyed going through the book of Luke, but we're going to jump out of it this week because God had something else that he wanted to place on my heart uh, this coming week. Um, and I hope that I hope that it's something that will relate to your lives. I do believe that it's something that relates to all of our lives, at least at some point or another. And he wanted to give a little bit of joy to me this week. I think we need a little bit of joy. We need to be able to walk in victory. And so we're going to be jumping into the book of Romans today. We're going to also hit the, the book of John as well, but mostly we're going to be uh, sitting in Romans. And really what I want to talk about is the fact that we can become, we can have victory through Jesus Christ and through his power that he gives to us, that he allows us to have, because that's who he is. He is a good God. 
and he 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 gives those things. He, he allows us to have authority. He allows us to have that grace and that truth and that mercy that we need to have for other people that he has already given to us as well. And so, like I said, I hope that you guys uh, enjoy the message today because, like I said, I think we all need a little bit of victory in our lives. Can you put a seven in chat if you need some victory this week? Like, to be completely honest, I think I think we all need a little bit of victory every once in a while. We need some encouragement, and so that's what I hope to be able to bring you guys today. So, have you ever been in a situation in a game that you've been playing, a video game, any any type of multiplayer game, I guess you can say, where you feel like, nothing can come against you at all. I mean, maybe you were playing Call of Duty or maybe you were playing Overwatch and you were playing with your friend and, you you, you know, maybe you weren't the best person to be playing this game, right? Maybe your 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 reaction time as you hit if, as you hit your 30s, you, you realize that your your aim and your reaction time has kind of slowed down a lot, right? You need a little bit quicker aim. You wish you were 16 again and that you were hitting your peak, but instead you may be in your late 30s and you're realizing that your reaction time is just not what it used to be, right? But even though you're in the Tupperware division, all right, I, I always I always say I'm a little bit worse than Iron Division, okay? I'm in the Tupperware division because I, I just I just can't compete in these games anymore, which is why I don't play them anymore. But... Maybe you, you get teamed up with somebody, or maybe your friend, they're sitting there in diamond division, and you're going against these other people that are in iron, and they're in bronze, or silver, or gold, or whatever, but you know because you have your friend that's sitting in the diamond position, maybe he's in grandmaster in Overwatch, right? You're sitting there, and you're playing with them. You know, you know that you are going to win. You don't even have to do anything. You can just sit back, watch, relax. Nothing can come against you, because your buddy, he's got you. You you're, you sitting in his backpack all day long. His back is hurting because you've been in that backpack for so long. I've been there, <laughs> okay? Or maybe you were playing in, in a raid in your, your choice MMO, right? Whether it be WoW or Final Fantasy fourteen or something else. And the people that you were playing with, I mean, these people were min-maxing. They know what they're doing. They know what the role is. Any DPS check doesn't matter. You're going to down this boss no matter what. You're not even going to hit that in rage phase. You're going to be able to just down this boss with clean. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I've had this happen before. I got into a team of people that was supposed to be ecstatic, but their eighth was late. They said, hey, why don't you go through the first three raids of this set of series with us? I said, great. We went through those so fast. They didn't make any mistakes. They were, at, they, they were phenomenal. And we downed the boss faster than I'd ever seen people down a boss before. But the reason why was because they were just that good and they were carrying me along the way. Or maybe... It's still a big game. I'm kind of surprised it gave it two weeks, but Pal World is still a very good game, and I actually am enjoying it a lot still. But apart from that, maybe you were going against a high-level enemy or a high-level boss, and here's what I do, chat. You throw out your high-level pal, and you know what you do? You go hide behind a pillar. You go hide behind a rock, and you hope that that boss that you're going against, that he doesn't see you. Normally, I get blasted in the face, but the fact of the matter is if your pal has a high enough level it will be able to take down the other boss without you having to actually do much. You're unbeatable in those moments. Unfortunately, though, in life, we don't normally feel this way. Life can truly be a difficult ride. We feel mistreated. 
we're, we're overlooked, we're hurt, we're powerless, we feel meaningless, we feel torn, we feel fearful. You can talk about all the different things that we are every single day, but life is really, really tough. And so today we're going to jump into the book of Romans and we're going to take a look at what Paul wrote to the church in Rome. All right, this, though this letter was written specifically for this church, many scholars believe that Paul wrote this letter with the intention of it having a much wider audience. You can look at the other epistles, and obviously it had a wider audience, but this book specifically, a lot of scholars, the way that he wrote it, the way that he talked about things, they believe that this letter that he wrote was not specifically for the church of Rome, but he wanted it to be something that was spread to more churches because he believed that what he was saying specifically was needed for all the other people to hear as well, that it wasn't just for them. So with that being said, what we're going to read today, I think that it directly relates to our lives. That even though life is challenging, Paul looks to flip this idea of life being challenging upside down. I do believe that the Bible teaches about suffering. It teaches that there will be suffering, that life is not going to be easy, that life is going to be difficult. But I also believe that the Bible has a lot to say about how to live in victory and the fact that we're living in victory because of the power that Jesus Christ has given to us. And I think it teaches about that even more so. And Paul looks to, to talk about that today, uh, today in Romans. Paul here, he has many encouraging words for us, and he tells us that we are more than a conqueror when we have Jesus Christ in our lives. And that's the title today is More Than a Conqueror, that we can be more than a conqueror, even though life is tough, we can be more than a conqueror as we're going through it. And so in today's message, my hope is that the words of God can impart life, that it can give you joy, peace, and victory in your lives today. And If you're someone who's been going through life and you feel like you've been beaten up so many times, you're feeling discouraged today, I want you to know that this message is for you. If you feel like you've been walking through life with your head down, you've been walking through as if you've been defeated so many different times, I want you to know this message is for you today. And so the first thing that I need you guys to believe and to understand, and and I want you guys to put it in chat as well, because I think We need to be reciting these things. We need to be believing in them is God is for me. That's the first point. Put it in chat that God is for me. Believe it. Put it in your heart today. Recognize that God is for me. It's so important. It's so important to remember this and to believe it. Romans chapter 8. Verses 31 through 32. This is where we're going to land today. We're going to land in these next few verses. He says this, he says, what then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything? This statement, God is for us, can be really, really, really difficult for us to believe sometimes. I know that it is for me. There's been seasons where I truly did not think that God was for me. I didn't see him working behind the scenes. I felt like that God had left me at times because I felt like I was trying to do everything by myself and that he wasn't there. How could someone be there for me, especially when I failed so many times? But the fact of the matter is that we have failed God. We have failed him, but he's still for us. 
even though we've been ignorant of him, he is still for us. We've been angry with him. I've been sitting on his lap and beating on his chest because I'm so angry with God, but he is still for us. Even in the worst moments of our life, if you have Jesus Christ living inside of you, he is still for us. Things in life are going to come against us. This verse does not say if God is for us, then no one will be against us. This verse is saying that if God is for you, what does it matter that other people are against you? Because the thing is, is when we fight things alone, we lose. I know that I do. When I try to control things and I try to fight all these battles and the difficulties and the challenges and the trials that I'm going through in my life, when I'm going through them alone and I'm not trusting in anybody else and I'm not trusting in God, we lose those fights. But when it is you and God is fighting for you, it, 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 he, he is the, listen, he is the one who is undefeated. He's the one who parts the seas. He's the one who moves mountains. He's the one who stops the sun. He's the one who defeated sin and death and gave life to all who would accept his son, Jesus. He is unconquerable. He cannot be defeated. Nothing can win against you when God is fighting for you. So we need to believe that in our hearts that God is fighting for us. And as Christians, I feel like, and I've seen this so many times, not only in my life, but I've seen it in other people's lives as well. I feel like we walk through life with our heads down as, as if we've been defeated. We walk through life as if we've been beaten down time and time and time again. And listen, sometimes we have been. I'm not saying that we haven't. And I'm not saying I'm not taking anything away from your problems and the trials and the pain that you've been through in your life. But we're told not to lean on our own strength during these times. Because our own strength is going to fail us. When we're leaning on what we can do, yeah, you're going to feel beat down over and over and over again. And you're not going to have enough energy to go on because you can't carry those burdens. You weren't created to carry those burdens. You were created to worship someone who can carry those burdens. You were created so that you can trust and rely in Jesus Christ who has the strength, who has the ability to have power because his power is immeasurable. And so when we're leaning on his strength and we're leaning on him and understand that he is for us, that no matter what battle you're facing right now, no matter what challenges you're looking at, if you're looking at challenges within your marriage, if you're looking at challenges in your family, you're looking at challenges in your job, all the things that you are going through currently right now, I want you to know that God's power is immeasurable, that his strength, it cannot, it, it cannot run out, and we need to be leaning on him and him only. The evidence that God is for us is overwhelming. God the Father sent his son Jesus to die for us, and even more so that he rose from the dead. If God has done this for us, how can we think that he is not for us? God is for me. God is for me. The next thing that we need to remember, and we need to put this in our hearts as well. God protects me, and put that in the chat as well. Believe it in your heart. Believe it in your mind that God protects me. Even if you're feeling like today, if you're feeling like God is not for me, even if you're feeling like that God doesn't protect me, listen, the first thing you need to do is you need to start believing it. You need to put it down. You need to recite it daily. You need to say it out loud and start believing that God protects me as well. 
Romans chapter 8, verses 33 through 34 to move on, it says this. Who can bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more has been raised. He is also at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Today, we have accusations that are running rampant against God's people. You see it everywhere. You see it on the news. You see it you know, in, in the movies we watch. We see it in the shows that we see. We, we see it at the store. We, we see it with the people that you're with, with the people that you hang out with every single day. It's literally everywhere you go. Accusations against Christians, accusations against those who follow Christ. It follows us everywhere we go. And then what happens is we start to listen to these accusations, and it tends to get us upset, it tends to get us frustrated, hurt, sad. And to be honest, especially when it's personal to you and it's affecting you, it can make us a personal wreck sometimes as well. And it's happened to me in the past quite a few times. But here's the thing. This verse says that God is the one who justifies. When God has justified us, no accusation can stand against you. And if God is not listening to the accusations that are against us, why are we listening to them? I'm not talking about the people that are in your life that you trust that are trying to help you, that are saying, hey, this is how you can get better in this, or hey, you shouldn't be doing this, you should be walking on this path. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking to people that are accusing you, that are, that, are, that, are, that are trying to hinder you in your life because of the fact that you walk with Christ. If we, If God is not listening to those accusations that are against us, why are we listening to them? Because when we trust in God, his love should overcome our entire life. When God justifies us, we have nothing to fear when we are in a relationship with him and in a close relationship with him. He has taken care of our greatest problem, which is sin. He has overcome it. He has defeated it. And so that those accusations against us, they cannot stand because he has already taken care of all of those things. And the great thing about being in a relationship with Jesus is that when we recognize our sin, when we admit that we've done something wrong, when we admit that, yeah, we, we, we should be condemned for the things that we do, our fellowship with him, it's completely restored. It's completely restored. And I think more than even other people accusing us or other people condemning us, as this verse does say, I think more often we do this to ourselves. I do believe that we condemn ourselves a lot of time. You know, I've done this wrong, and so my heart is condemning me. I, I don't deserve this. I shouldn't have this. This shouldn't be happening to me. I'm not qualified for this. I've done this. My, and we start condemning ourselves over and over and over again. And we allow it to fill us up in our lives. And it's all, it, it's all these, these things that we're telling ourselves. But the fact of the matter is, is you don't have the power to condemn yourself. You do not have that power. Verse 34 says that Jesus is the one who has the power to condemn. But here's the thing. He died for you. And like it says, even more so, he was raised to life. So now instead of condemning you, he is interceding for you on your behalf in front of the Father. 
He's not condemning you, but interceding for you. Jesus can be either our savior or he can be our judge. The Bible is clear on this. John chapter 3, verse 18 says this. Anyone, anyone who believes in him is not condemned. Let me repeat that. Anyone who believes in him, anyone who has accepted Jesus, anyone who follows after him is not condemned. But anyone who does not believe he is already condemned because he has not believed in the same, uh, but anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God. My question for you right now is, do you walk today as if you've been condemned? Is that the way that you live your life? Do you, do you feel like that you are condemning yourself on a daily basis and walking with your head down because you did X, Y, and Z, whatever it might be? Or are you walking proudly under God's protection and walking in a state of victory today? Because that's the way that we should be walking. A.T. Robertson he said it well when he said this, our advocate paid the debt for our sins with his blood. The score is settled. We are free. We are free when we have accepted Jesus Christ into our lives. The score is settled. The debt has been paid. We are free. So we talked about how God is for you. God is for me. God protects me. But I think something that is even more important maybe than both of those to believe is that God's love for me is unbeatable. God's love for me is unbeatable. And put that in chat as well. We need to believe this. We need to believe this in our hearts because, listen, there are so many times that we believe that the love of God has left us. We believe sometimes that it is, it is not for us. We believe that we've done so many, so many bad things that that love is gone, that it can never be forgiven, that we can never have it again because we are just too horrible of a person. But God's love for me is unbeatable. Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39 says this. And these are some of my favorite verses in the Bible. I love this. It, Paul says here, he says, Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. And then he answers, and he says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded, I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Does that get you excited? That gets me excited that nothing can come against me, that God's love for me is perfect, that it is unbeatable. I want to address Paul's question here a little bit more because there's a lot of aspects to this question. He says affliction. Can affliction separate us from the love of Christ, the troubles that, that life brings us sometimes? Then he says distress, which is what the affliction is talking about, but it's got that inner stress that's involved in our lives that all of us have. 
These are the moments when you feel like you're caught between a rock and a hard place, right? You don't you 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 have a a, a place to be able to squeeze through, but it's a tight fit and it's uncomfortable. He talks about famine, right? Pretty simple, but the hunger that's brought on by drought or, or, or brought on by persecution. But we talked about a few weeks ago how we don't have to worry about those things because God will take them care of them for you. He talks about persecution as well. This is when you're treated with hostility. You're treated unfairly because of what you believe, because you follow Jesus Christ. In the most cruelest of places, this means that you are being hunted and you are being killed because of your beliefs. He talks about nakedness, the lack of clothes, because there's no means for getting them. In that day and age, you couldn't find a job because of your beliefs in Christ, right? If you said that you believed in Christ, if you believed that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you, you couldn't get a job. That was it. There was nothing that you had. Couldn't get clothes, danger, which he's just talking about perils of any sort. And then finally, he says sword, which is one of the most important words that he says here. Because the sword, it represented how Christians were being executed normally during this day and age. If you said that you followed Christ, you knew that there was a good chance that your life was going to end because of the sword. This is a lot. Paul asks the simple question of this. Can today's trials, can all of these things that I just talked about, the sword, the danger, the nakedness, the peril that we go through, can they separate you from the love of Christ? My question for you, what is your response to these things? You see, many of us go through trials and we get to this point of just blaming God for everything that's happening to us. We get so beat up that we start to walk with our heads down. We allow it to take control of our lives, and we walk through life as if we've been defeated, that there's no hope for us. We're Christians. We, we believe in Jesus. We know that he's coming back today, but we walk through life completely defeated. I've done this. I think that all of us have done this at some point in our lives. But there are others. They see these sorrows, these challenges, these hardships that they go, to, that they go through, and it makes them run to Christ. It makes them even more so to cling to him even harder and even more. It draws, it draws them into a deeper relationship with him because they are leaning on him. They are leaning on his power. They are leaning on his strength. And they are firm in believing that his love never fails. That his love is for me. That God's love is for me and it is unbeatable. So Paul says to this question, can these trials, can all of these things, can they separate us from the love of Christ? And he says, no. These things cannot separate us from love, his love. And in fact, because of Jesus, because of his power, because of his love, because of his mercy, because of his grace, we are more than conquerors, that he has given that ability to us. Paul says something amazing here. He says, I am persuaded. Those are three so, so important words. He says, I am persuaded. Other translations will say, I am convinced. He's not still being persuaded. There's no argument still to be had. There's no questions to be had anymore. He's not questioning in his mind. He says, no, I am persuaded. He is convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing. 
will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Is that how you see life today? Can you say this with the confidence that Paul had? I am convinced, I am persuaded that I can't be separated from his love. We need to have that confidence. We need to walk through life with that joy. We need to walk through this life with that victory living inside of us and inside of our hearts. Listen, we all go through trials today, and it isn't easy. Life throws us curveball after curveball after curveball. We've been punched in the gut so many times, and it hurts, and sometimes it feels like we cannot get up because we're just barely crawling on the ground. But when we understand that God is for me, that God protects me, and that God's love for me is unbeatable, we can walk through life with our head held high, knowing that our joy and love resides in him and it resides in him alone. So my challenge for you today is this. Analyze your life and where are you at right now. Truly look at where you're at right now. Take these three statements of God is for me, God protects me, and God's love is unbeatable for me is unbeatable. Recite them daily. Believe in them. And then not only that, and I know this is the hardest part, but live like it as well. When you're talking to somebody online, when they ask you how your day is, oh, yeah, it's been a week. Listen, I did that three times this week when I was talking to people. <laughs> how are you doing? Oh, it's, it's February. It's, it's been, stop living life like you've been defeated. Live like that you have victory because you do have victory through Jesus Christ. That is the power that he has given to you. Let's start living life to the best of our ability that we possibly can because Christ is there for you because he is for you. He protects you and he loves you. Live like it as well. Some of you right now that are listening to this, whether it be right now or maybe you're watching in the future on a VOD or one of our platforms, you're hearing this right now, and you don't know who Christ is. I want you to know that you have an opportunity to have these things become true in your lives as well. Christ didn't just come to save some people. He didn't just come to save the people who live a certain lifestyle. He didn't just come to save people who live a life that's just better than others. That's not who he came to save. He came to save everybody, no matter who you are, no matter what type of walk of life you've come from, no matter what you've done, he has come to save you. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead three days later, showing the entire world that sin was defeated, showing that the grave could not hold him down. And if we accept him as our Lord and Savior, we can have these things in our lives. We can have God who is for us. He will be protecting us, and there is a love that is for us that is so, so perfect. He loves you. Even if you haven't accepted him yet, he loves you, and he desires. He desires to be in a relationship with you. And you have an opportunity right now to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have an opportunity to be able to be that person that can be more than a conqueror as you go throughout this life. Because there's so many things in this life that you feel like you're trying to hold on to. 
You feel like these things are going to fulfill you. But let me tell you something. You've been looking for that fulfillment for so long, and I can promise you, the things that this world is giving you, it will never fulfill you. It will never fill that void in your heart that you're trying to fill right now. Only God can fill that void. Only Jesus can fill that void. So what I'm going to say right now is if you've never accepted Jesus Christ into your life, what I'm going to ask you to do is to repeat this prayer that I'm about to pray. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, there's no magic words that you're saying, but the fact of the matter is it's where your heart is at that if you mean these words that you say, as you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, that's what matters. Maybe you're sitting there right now and you're like, I haven't been living like this. I've been living and my life has been absolute destruction as of late. And you need to rededicate your life. Hey, I encourage you right now. I encourage you to repeat this prayer as well. Sometimes we just need to get back on track with God. And so if you want to accept Jesus Christ into your life for the first time or rededicate your life to Jesus right now, what I would ask you to do once again is repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, I come before you right now. I believe in your son, Jesus, and I believe that he died on the cross and that he rose from the dead. And right now, God, I accept your grace, your mercy, and your salvation. I commit my life to you. And Jesus, I ask that you would come live inside of me. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Boz, so much for that sermon. I hope you guys feel encouraged that you feel like you can take on the world now. <laughs> um, because, yeah, it was very uplifting and amazing. So thank you so much for that i know i'm definitely one that can i can i've even noticed myself feeling or acting looking like i've been trampled on and defeated um and recognizing that and then even thinking how ridiculous it is because yeah we have our hope in jesus and it, it should just be our life should be thriving because of that so he called me out i'm one that needs to fix it so <laughs> um but yeah, so good, so good. Thank you, thank you so much for that. If um, any of you are here and you decided like, you know what, I am ready to live my life for God. I'm ready to turn and follow Jesus. I'm ready to learn who this Jesus is. Even if you're not ready, but you just want to take that next step, we would love to join you in that. So go ahead and type the word um, exclamation point connect in the chat. Um, this will just bring up a, a form that you can fill out. And this is the best way that we can connect with you and help you in this next step and process and journey of getting closer to God, which we would love to be able to walk that with you and help you out because because yeah, it can be, it can be hard and, um, it's always good to have a guide with you. Um, and we are so incredibly 
incredibly happy for anyone who also is choosing to make this decision because it is the best decision you will ever make in your entire life. Like it is your life. So uh, we couldn't be any happier than to know that you are choosing to follow Jesus. Um, another great way to proclaim that publicly is to do baptism. Um, you can put exclamation point baptism in the chat. That will bring you up to a form where you can sign up for baptisms. Um, we'll have like a little class that kind of tell you about baptisms more, but it's basically just proclaiming in front of people that you want to follow Jesus. And it's a great first step, or even if you've known God your entire life but haven't been baptized yet, it's a great way to proclaim your faith in front of others. Um, <clears throat> and then I also want to let you guys know that there's um, another great next step that you can do is something called XP Path. So exclamation point XP Path in the chat. Um, this is like a four day class that we offer, um, to help you guys discover your purpose and see what, what is my role in all of this as well. Um, it's also a great way to start getting plugged into your church. So if you've been here for a while and you want to become a partner with GSC, um, this is how you do that as well. So that's a class that's open to anyone who is interested. Um, and those classes are held after, uh, first service. So we do have an XP class, um, happening after service today. So if you guys are coming to that, this is your reminder. Don't forget, be there, be square. I actually don't know what that means, but I know that it's something we say. So I said it. <laughs> I don't know what it means though. Be there, be square, you know? Um, and then now we are going to enter a time of giving and bringing our offerings to God. It's, there's many different ways to worship God. So we've worshiped God through music. We've worshiped him by learning about him. And now we're going to worship him by giving back to him because we truly believe everything that we have is from God. I mean, he created everything. So of course, like my whole self is from him. My house is from him. My games are even from him because he gave people the brains to create these games and things like that. So everything I have is because of, um, sorry, I just read <laughs> the chat. <laughs> sorry, I'm a triangle. <laughs> you guys are all claiming what to be. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, if you're a triangle or a circle, it's from God. God created shapes. I don't know. I don't know how to connect this. But anyway, we are going to enter a time where we are giving back to God. He has given us so much, and so we want to give back to him. Now, how can we do that? We believe one great way to do that is to take a part of your finances and give it to a church. Honestly, it could be any church because it is God's mission. Um, but if you call this church your home, um, it would be a great, great way to give a little bit back to God and give to your church in a way of saying, thank you, God, for growing me. Now here's a little bit to hopefully help grow someone else. And because of your gifts, you are supporting this church and this vision because 
we couldn't be a church without finances, to be completely honest. So because of you and your giving and your finances, you are becoming a way maker and making a way for gamers to hear about Jesus. So if you have given in the past, if you're thinking about giving, I just want to say thank you so, so much. It is because of you that we exist and you are absolutely incredible and awesome. So here's a couple of ways you can give. You can either go to our website, godsquadchurch.com slash give, and you can give there. Um, there are all these options are at the bottom of the screen. So you can also scroll below, click a button for giving, and you can also text the number on the screen that will enter you into props on how to give um, prompts. And uh, yeah, so I will give you this time to just come before God to pray and ask like how how God would you want me to give right now and do it. Do not delay. Go ahead and do it now. I'm encouraging you to do it now. So have some time. Go ahead and do that. Um, and once again, thank you so much for your generosity and for giving to his church and his mission.